0: Your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason. You're entering Kingston country. I'm Dan Kingston, and you're listening to the Dan Kingston podcast. Excuse me, miss. Would you like to be on a podcast? Um, sure. Who are you supporting in 2020? Warren. Warren. Would you have sexual relations with Donald Trump if it guaranteed Warren would win in 2020? Sure. Would you have sexual relations with Warren if it guaranteed Warren would win in 2020? I don't think she'd be into me. Assuming she was. Sure. Would you be open to having a threesome with Donald J. Trump and Elizabeth Warren if it guaranteed Warren would win in 2020? It depends. On? I don't know. I don't know. How do you imagine a threesome between you, Warren, and Donald Trump to play out? Um, can Donald Trump just watch? Yes. It, sorry, I'll have that, that way he doesn't watch me. Do you like to be on a political podcast? Uh, it's fun. Probably not. Okay. What, what's the topic? Uh, it would just be some fun questions, like who are you supporting, and then it, it, it would be a little bit, a little bit explicit, but fun. I don't know who I'm supporting, that's the problem. Well, let's talk it over, five minutes or under. Five minutes. Or yeah. Five minutes. yeah. It's explicit, is that okay? It's fun. What do you mean by explicit? It's rated R, but not rated NC-17. Okay. (laughs) Okay? Can I first have your name and what city you're from? Jane Golden San Leandro. Fantastic. Now, 2020, who are you leaning towards supporting? Probably Joe Biden. To guarantee Joe Biden wins in 2020, would you have sexual relations with Donald Trump? Hell no. Okay, okay, fair enough. But to guarantee Joe Biden wins in 2020, would you consider having sexual relations with Joe Biden? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Probably not, but there's a little bit, it could maybe happen. What would you be willing to do to help elect Joe Biden? Oh, campaign, contribute money, plead with a lot of friends. Nothing sexual? No. Okay, thank you for your time today on the podcast. You probably want somebody younger. The colleges are all empty. This is my, my third stop, but I thought it would be funny because the Whole Foods crowd, you know, I don't know. It, but you, you're brave and you came over and you just did it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Five minutes or under? Yeah. Okay, it's going to be fun. It's a little okay. bit explicit. Okay, are you okay with that? You look like you're over 18, you can handle it. I'm over 18. Okay, cool. Who are you gonna be supporting in 2020? Bernie Sanders. And may I have your name and what city you're from? I'm Terry and I'm from Walnut Creek. Okay, Terry. To guarantee Bernie Sanders wins 2020, would you have sexual relations with Donald Trump? No. To guarantee Bernie Sanders wins in 2020, would you have sexual relations with Bernie Sanders? No. Well, sir, what are you willing to do to help Bernie Sanders get elected? Anything non-sexual? Thanks for your time today on the Dan Kingston podcast. Okay, thank you. That was pretty meaningless as far as I'm concerned. What are you going to do to make sure Bernie Sanders wins? Uh, You know what? I don't pick sides. I'm right in the middle, but fair enough. Being in the middle will never get you a good sexual relation. This is Kingston Country. All the attention is on Iran right now, when the real concern, I'd argue, should be over North Korea and the Epstein murder cover-up and FISA abuse. But we're going to stick with Iran right now because that's the head story. Iran has retaliated, reportedly. They've sent missiles, I guess, uh, rockets uh, in the al-Assad air base, which hosts U.S. troops in Iraq. There's uh, different numbers of rockets that have come in, according to different reports. But it looks like there have been uh, between six uh, rockets to dozens of rockets. Liz Sly, who's a Washington Post Beirut bureau chief, is saying that this doesn't yet feel like a major escalation. Uh, The quote is, the U.S. military was anticipating an attack and personnel had taken cover. Iran can claim it took revenge. Feels more like an escalation to de-escalate. That's from Liz Sly, again, Washington Post Beirut bureau chief. And I tend to agree. That's why I quoted her. Yeah, she's from the Washington Post, but uh, I call balls and strikes, and this one looks like uh, right down the middle. Uh, It's true that our bases are heavily fortified, and it's going to take a lot to get through and uh, to have any kind of sort of casualties. Of course, we are praying, obviously, for our troops, and they're hearing missiles flying overhead and crashing into their base. It must be a horrific thing. But we are prepared. We were prepared for this. The troops were uh, taking cover and expecting a rocket attack. So this is not like it's a surprise attack. I would argue that if, in fact, we are not hit uh, directly with personnel and we don't suffer any casualties, that this, by all accounts, is over. There's no need for us to retaliate again unless you know, they really hurt some of our guys or gals. Otherwise, I say we leave the drone force. I mean, they know our capability now and we can bring home the majority of our troops, our, our men and women home from the Middle East once and for all. I mean, for goodness sake, if not now, when Iran knows we have a drone capability, we can take them out. We don't need to have a massive ground presence In order to keep iran under control if they get through and i'm wrong and the missiles penetrate and hurt a lot of americans then it looks like uh, we could be entering into a a major escalation perhaps more strikes inside the country but i just fail to believe that's how this is going to play out we were expecting these attacks and i believe our bases are heavily fortified We'll know more in the coming days, and so depending on when you're listening to this, you're saying, Dan Kingston, you called it right on, or Dan Kingston, you sure got that one wrong. We'll see. We have to wait and find out. We'll, we'll talk more about Iran, but I want to segue into the Epstein murder cover-up. To me, this is a bigger story, even bigger than Iran, because this is home, This is the enemy from within the elites and the the pedophilia ring of the, the celebrities and the Wall Street bankers and insurance executives, the elite elites, these people in Washington and in the halls of power and the corporate halls of power, they live by a different standard. You know, the trust fund assholes, these not millionaires. I'm not even talking about billionaires. When you're talking about in an elite club, maybe 500 of these types in the entire world, and there's a lot of wannabes. We gotta we gotta worry about the wannabes because they're also Satanists. But you know, really, what I'm talking about are these 500 or so extremely rich assholes that are sucking the blood of children. In order to stay young or to get high, by the way, I've tried the young blood transfusions, and I have to say I prefer taking the blood directly from the child's wound as opposed to the blood transfusion. Less risk that way, less risk of infection. And if you're not in California, then you could still get a straw. That's even preferable to sucking it directly from the wound. You just put a straw in there, you suck up the blood. And uh, okay, Uh, obviously, I, I don't do that. And I would never do that. I mean, never say never. Look, uh, it's disgusting. And people are not wrapping their heads around it because it's not getting the coverage. For whatever reason, it's not. But that changed. 60 Minutes did a report. Uh, Did you catch it? It was on Sunday. And I don't know. I I heard about this. I said, oh, my goodness. I'm going to tune in. I don't normally watch 60 Minutes, but I knew they were going to do this story. I had to see myself what they're going to do now I thought what they were going to do is is blame the whole thing on Trump and throw Trump under the bus you know there's a few pictures of Trump with Epstein but really we all know that it was Clinton that actually flew on the plane and I mean powerful person after powerful person has been on on the Epstein plane and I thought what they were going to do is is try to to protect everyone by putting it on Trump. That's not what happened. Actually. It's fascinating that the 60 minutes report actually did great, uh, a great job. I think in presenting the Epstein murder cover up to the general population that have not been following this, who maybe think this is a conspiracy theory and 60 minutes basically said, look, I know that this has been labeled a conspiracy theory, but the coincidences are too many. From the bedsheet noose the photographed, it has no blood on it. This is the bedsheet noose that they were using in the autopsy report. It doesn't look like it was used in a suicide hanging. It's just like a clean bedsheet noose. The neck injuries, they were saying they look like a strangulation by wire, and they're showing the pictures. and It doesn't look like a bedsheet noose injury. It looks like a wire injury. The neck is bleeding and this is graphic. Okay. I'm sorry, but Epstein's neck is bleeding. It looks gory and injured. There should be blood on the bed sheet noose, but there's not. And so the, the guy they're interviewing is saying, look, it looks like a strangulation by a wire and you have multiple broken bones in the neck. That's apparently that's unusual for a suicide as a letter released that 60 minutes photographed and is showing and it's, it's nothing like a suicide note. You can read it yourself. He's basically just complaining about the treatment as if it's a a note he's going to give to his attorney, but it doesn't look like someone who is about to commit suicide. Apparently he was upbeat reportedly. And we all know that this happened the day before big names were going to get revealed, big elitists. Those, uh, Those typeset will do anything, and pay anything, to protect themselves. Uh, You know that's every time a helicopter goes down or or uh, a plane, a private plane crash. Look at who's on board, because I have a feeling a lot of people get taken out in this country. And uh, an easy way to do that to kill off a rich person, you just get to their helicopter mechanic, or their you know private plane mechanic. And it's like kind of sick that we live in a country and people just get whacked right and left. It's happening all around us. And we got to wake up to this reality. The Epstein murder cover up is one of the biggest stories right now because this onion is going to peel back so deep. The elites are just going to start turning on themselves now because this story is too big to contain. And so they're going to have to cover it and they're going to, they're going to blame people. And then they're, those people are going to blame other people and you're going to get more elitists are going to get whacked off. Now, what does this mean for you and me? It's good. Honestly, it's good for you and me because as long as the elites, or you call them whatever you want, oligarchs uh, or um, the nobility, but if they're divided amongst themselves, well, then they are going to have a harder time unifying and uh, controlling us, right? So it's important for us now to put aside our petty domestic differences on the right and the left and to realize that this is a larger struggle between the populists, the people that believe in America and liberty, and then the globalists, the, the elitists, the super rich all they care about is the bottom line and their pocketbook and the, uh, the young blood that they can suck from the, from the directly from the wound of the child. That's another thing they really care about, right? I mean, only if 10% of the elites are sucking the wound, the blood from the wounds of children, that's 10% too many, wouldn't you say? I mean, 10% of 500 is still 50. 50 assholes sucking the young blood of kids. Anyway, it's probably much more than that. You know that. Look, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, is that her name? She's been traveling between safe houses in the Midwest, not Europe, not Israel. This is according to a source quoted in Fox News. This was left out of the 60 Minutes report, but I think it's important because uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was his madam, and she's not currently under questioning or wanted by officials, But the victims talk a lot about her, and she has to have information to implicate people that were involved. I want to hear from her, and I do predict she's going to come forward, but I think she's going to come forward and play the helpless victim. uh, I guess it's reported that she's being protected by former U.S. Navy SEALs. So it's anyone's guess if she really is, in fact, in the U.S. Midwest and not Europe, not Israel. A lot of people think that she's being protected by Mossad or perhaps by the CIA. The truth is that these government agencies, they are really willing to let you help them. They're not so willing to let themselves help you. So I wouldn't be surprised if she was working with Mossad or the CIA and Epstein was as well, but that they're simply not really going to protect her. I mean, it's sorry. You're out on your own. You're out on your own. And, that's typically how the U.S. agencies or the, the government agencies work. And, uh, you know, the James Bond movie. It's like if you're caught, then you don't know about it. We don't know anything about it, right? So she's um, paying for this stuff all out of pocket, I guess. Uh, but, you know, what do you think? Do you think she's going to come forward? I think she has to. She's gotten all these death threats, and that's not right to get death threats, but what, what, what is right is for her to come forward and speak on what she knows and to not do so as a helpless victim, but to own up to whatever responsibility she's played in this horrible pedophilia trafficking ring, if that's, in fact, the uh, a part that she did play in that. Now, this is all alleged. I mean, maybe she could be a victim. I don't want to get sued by Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, so I got to put that in there. Look, um, my attorney says that the truth is the best protection from getting sued, and I think there's a a lot of truth to the fact that Ghislaine Maxwell has a lot to speak for. Uh, Okay, I want to go back to Iran and what's happening in Iran. A lot of people are really worried that we're going to enter into a major conflict a.k.a. Iraq 2.0, over there with Iran. When the dust settles with this latest Iranian skirmish, I think we have to all remember the sickness from within, besides Epstein, is the military-industrial complex and our out-of-control and corrupt deep state that's essentially owned and operated by the military-industrial complex. Make no mistake about that. Trump gets it. But the neocons don't. And maybe the neocons do, but they're on the payroll of the military-industrial complex, so they're not going to fight it. Same with the Democrats. In fact, of course, it's what impeachment really is all about, isn't it? Bolton, the henchman, the snake of the military-industrial complex, the day after he was fired, well, the impeachment whistleblower comes forward. Hmm. Wonder about that one. It... it you know, and now Bolton's agreeing to come before the Senate if he's subpoenaed. Look, this guy is just waiting for the moment to bite. He's coming out with the tell all book. He's a neocon. He should never have been brought in. You know, but they say you keep your enemies closer than your friends, right? So that's what Trump had in mind. Although it looks like in this case, it might backfire. I uh, am worried that Bolton is going to come out here and uh, and shake things up in a way that we don't want. Besides Bolden, I mean, the impeachment's gone gone great. Pelosi, I think, obviously, she overplayed her cards there. And <laughs> I mean, it couldn't go much better how it's gone so far. So you got to be concerned that when things go so well for you, then things can take a turn. It'd be wise, in my opinion, for, for this just to get done. Let mcconnell end it with a vote i don't see why trump wants witnesses to come forward i mean with the good you're also going to get the bad and it's a big gamble to play i mean even if there's a majority percent chance that it goes in his favor you're also running the risk that something happens that somebody says something out of line or just flat out lies or maybe trump really did something that allows the neocons to turn on him you know they hate him you know they're just waiting for a moment to turn on him and betray him if they can get away with it and still win re-election so it's a concern it's a concern now iran is not a concern not to me i don't think they're a real significant threat they're gonna back off but i wouldn't expect the same from north korea North Korea is another breed of crazy altogether, and you can bet North Korea is recalculating Trump's willingness to use military force, and this is good. You see North Korea sitting there and saying, oh, shit, the Trump is unpredictable. I thought we had Trump uh, all predicted, and now he's just sending missiles off into the Baghdad airport. What's he got in store for us? Well, I like that. I like North Koreans worrying about that, because, let's face it, to beat a bully, you have to stand up for yourself. My heart went out when I saw that the uh, Iranian funeral procession for Soleimani, millions or at least hundreds of thousands of Iranians that were likely forced to go into the streets and pretend to cry, pretend to mourn, many of them at least, surely were, there's a stampede dozens were killed hundreds injured and again a lot of these iranians are forced out of uh, the streets if they're not uh into the streets if they stay in their homes you know people take note of that they get reported and what have you it's uh, not a free society remember and like north korea you have to show complete alliance to the government over there basically the Iranian people have been held hostage for close to 40 years now four zero, zero close to 40 years. And of course, at that point, you're going to have some Stockholm syndrome, aren't you? So even if there are Iranians, I mean, I'm sure there's some of them that are mourning for real, right? You know, you can't really blame them. They're Stockholm syndrome, prisoners of their own government. They have no rights, no real rights, at least women don't. And, if you're anything but very strictly Muslim, you're gonna have a problem over there, yeah, it's not Saudi Arabia, but it is not a free society so i i I pray for the victims of the stampede because our beef isn't with the Iranian people who many of whom actually admire American culture you know there's lots of Persians that live in this country, and uh have family in Iran. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that our problem is with the government of Iran and the military leaders of Iran. And that's why I don't have a problem taking them out with drone strikes. Because, you know, there's a lot of talk about assassination. Oh, this was assassination. Oh, how horrible uh, to assassinate. We should never assassinate. Well, I would say if it prevents a ground war, why not? You got this deal among the military officials, you know, the high ups that says, oh, yeah, no, we won't assassinate you. If you don't assassinate me, we'll just let our ground forces battle it out. You know, the everyday commoner, we'll let them die for us. We're not going to take any risk ourselves. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds very nobility-like, you know, the oligarchy, something like that, saying, Oh, you know, no, just let the poor people fight. Oh, screw that. If you can take out a military commander and that helps prevent a major ground war. Well, I think that it's a good trade-off. I mean, I'm fine with that. Sorry. I know if you're an elitist Pentagon official over there, you know? Yeah. And by the way, the, there are, you know, weird traditions over there in the Pentagon. They do some weird stuff. Look, the the men and women who are fighting in our military are are amazing and they're, they're just, they're, you know, they're doing everything right. But we do got a lot of people at the very top who are sitting up there really comfy. And yeah, they're, they're elitist types. They're establishment types, officials in the Pentagon. Yeah, there's not much difference between them and the elitists in wall street the elitists in hollywood there's really not there's really not at the end of the day it's us versus them in terms of the the everyday people and the bloodsuckers kingston country you've been listening to the dan kingston podcast Dan Kingston here. Are you fed up with the mainstream media? Do you want to support citizen journalism? The Dan Kingston podcast is dedicated to asking questions and exploring topics the mainstream media won't touch. If you enjoy this content, would you help me give you even more for less than $1 a month? Yeah, less than $1 a month. You can help me do just that. And it's as easy as using Apple Pay or any credit card. And by the way, I'll be thanking sponsor names, your name, at the beginning of each podcast episode. So would you consider signing up for less than $1 a month? Find the link to become a sponsor in the description of this podcast episode or visit anchor.fm slash Dan Kingston. Thank you in advance for supporting citizen journalism and helping me provide you with even more content. I really appreciate it.